Hello, and welcome Meet the Maliks. I'm Matt. And I'm Ellie. And we're excited to be back with you guys. It's Yay. been almost a month. Yes. Since our last podcast. Yes, it has. We've been a lot, busy. It, we have been busy. A lot has happened since last time we were with you guys. Um, one thing that happened was something that we did that was mostly fun for our whole family was, what was it, hon? Winter oh, Jam. Oh, Winter Jam. Yes. Yes, where we saw... Um, the fabulous Toby Mac. Oh wait, no, that was about four years ago. <laughs> no, it was great. They they had lots of great artists this year, yes, they and did. we brought the whole family. We we decided to try the um, buy the Jam Nation Jam tickets. Nation yeah. ticket early. We got a group the group discount. Yeah. Um, we what, would like you recommend that to people <laughs> doing that? I don't know. I, I'm not a big. Con I know everybody is gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm not a big concert person. Um, so for me, it was like, eh. But would you buy the Gem Nation versus the regular? Yes, entry? because waiting in line is so annoying. Well, it's only actually buying you an hour and a half. Yes, but it's in that hour and a half that if you don't get there early enough, it's technically buying you more time. Because I, I, I ran, into one of my ran into one of my students who waited in line. They got down there right. At, they got down there at two thirty, right after school let out. Uh huh. And they were at the front of the line. You know, granted, it wasn't sold out this year, so everybody got in. But you know, to get the best seats that weren't Jam Nation seats, they had You'd have to get there at like two thirty, three o'clock, or even earlier. Have your parents go wait in line for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I'm not a big fan of. We waited in line for you guys last year. Yeah. And what time did you get there? Like four. I got there right at, I basically, as soon as the boys got off the bus, we went down there. Mm -hmm. and, um, so probably about 4. Yeah, 3.45, 4 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, it was fine, and the boys had fun waiting in line. But I like the fact of just going in. They had a cool little question and answer with some of the artists up front and stuff, like mm -hmm. while everybody was waiting to come in. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you have somebody that's willing to wait in line for you and kind of share the load, yeah, then it's not too bad. Like, if you wouldn't mind to go down there and wait in line f for me for an hour or an hour and a half, and then I get there and wait in line the rest of the time, yeah, then it's not too long of a night. Yeah. But um, So what's one thing we learned from Winter Jam? Oh, that our youngest is not... Ready for concerts yet? <laughs> our youngest is more like me. Yeah. And our oldest is more like you. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's only seven. So far. But Br Gabe, I'm sorry, Brayden, he went when he was seven and he loved it. Yeah. It might be him. I don't know. But he, a half an hour into everything, um, he... He started crying. Well, he was like, is it time to go home yet? Yeah. And everything like was, that. So. Yeah. And we made him wait until um, the second to last band, I think. Yeah. And I think the Winter Jam is nice and convenient, or the Jam Nation is nice and convenient, but it's a little expensive. Yeah. Next time, if we were to do it, if we w now you say a little expensive, but there was a concert the weekend before mm -hmm. where I talked to people that got tickets that were the same as ours, and they paid in the hundreds. Yeah, but... Yeah. So the Jam Nation tickets really aren't that no, bad. No, it's not bad. On all things considering... considering Concerts in general. Yeah. Right. And even Kevin Hart, who was like an hour-long show, cost like 300 something dollars a ticket. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, 
That's crazy. Put that in perspective. You know, we paid about what thirty, thirty-five dollars a ticket, and thirty-five, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, we paid twice as much as what we probably could have because, in the end, me and Gabe would have been just fine not going. Right. But we didn't know that at the time, and we didn't want to. We wanted Gabe want, to experience yeah, I didn't it. Yeah, him to not go. So. Because so, he said he wanted to go. I mean, I had fun. I think if we were to go all as a family and do something like that again, not get floor seats. Mm-hmm. You know, get something. Yeah, because kids with floor seats, they can't really see. Yeah, get something that's sort of on the, on the rise a little yeah. bit, and so that way there's not people directly in front of you, and so you can sit down during the concert if you wanted to. Right. Because on the floor seats, you can't sit down. If you sit down, you don't see anything. Right. Because everybody's in front of you. Definitely can't. And we had an aisle in between us in the next row, mm-hmm. and we, we still, still couldn't, couldn't see. So. Yeah. Because those guys were like seven feet eight <laughs> inches no, tall or something. Wasn't. Anyway. No. Anything else exciting happened? Well, we went to the Creation yes, Museum we did. last weekend. Yeah, that was fun. What'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I probably wouldn't take children next time because it's a lot of like displays and yeah. reading and, and reading. you can't and the do children not touch signs yeah, are you, everywhere. The, the kids can't there's no interactive anything for them to touch or feel. And you know how much kids love to touch yeah. things. They're like, Oh that looks cool and they want to touch it. And yeah. And we how many times I wonder I, I didn't I, I didn't even count, but how many times did a uh, somebody that worked there tell our kids to get off the display? No, it was only like one display. time. Well, you were with Brayden. I was with Gabe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, you got to read all this stuff. And, you know, Brayden and Gabe can read. It was very interesting stuff. But they got kind of, they kind of just wanted to rush through it. See yeah. They, they, they like to sing it. They didn't want to read it. Mm-hmm. And so I it enjoyed it. It was a cool it. petting zoo. It had a yeah. camel that was humongous. Apparently during the summer you can ride that camel. Really? I had no pay. idea camels were that big. Yeah. I thought they were more like. I mean, I knew they were big, but I just didn't think they were more th- like horse size. No, not horse size, but I don't know. It was it just was impressive to yeah. me to see how yeah. big it was. So, um, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really intriguing. Some of their theories and some of the thoughts and some of the angles they took on things. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, the thing is, I've been in a lot of natural or yeah, natural museums or whatever. And they come from a completely different angle mm-hmm. on, on the beginning of yeah, the world. Yeah, it was really interesting, their take on things. And the Creation Museum comes from the Bible, mm-hmm. comes from the angle of the Bible. And so it, it made me realize that a, lot, that a lot of what I believe, and I didn't even know it, is influenced based on world the world's theories rather mm-hmm. than the Bible sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time, but there's a, it's like I just had to think about some things like, oh, didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it was. I should have thought about it like that because I'm it a was Christian. Very but interesting. So, their take on the dinosaurs, the take on mm-hmm. the uh, dragons. I don't think they believe there's really dragons, but they're trying to show the say that dragon the dragon sightings in history could have possibly been dinosaur sightings that survived the flood that that survived uh, into past That's the flood and stuff. So. It was interesting. We had a good time. We took about 15 people, mm-hmm. uh, about five teenagers. The rest are adults or kids. And um, like Ellie said, we probably would not take kids next time we go. It's just we they were, know. They I were fun. Know. The kids were fun. They sort of made it less, I guess. Yeah. The, they the, added the variety boys had, to it. Let yeah, me the put boys that way. had fun. They went swimming in yeah. the hotel pool and stuff. So it was a good time. But the teenagers had fun. This is located in near Cincinnati, yeah, just if anybody's south of Cincinnati, interested. I think so. 
It was good. So today, um, something else happened this last couple of weeks, and we're going to be talking about it a little bit more for the rest of our podcast today. We heard a teaching from a guy by the name of Alan Jones. I don't know. You've probably heard us mention Alan and AJ before on our podcast. Um, Ellie's talked about the book Finding Father quite a bit in the past in past episodes, and um, Ellie, why don't you tell us why you decide what led you to get the teaching series? That's a good question. I was, um, I can't remember. I was on their website. Yeah. No, he mentioned it, I think, in one of their podcasts. Huh. Yeah, they got a podcast too. I can't remember now, but I was on the website and I thought, yeah. oh, I'm interested I in that. And I was like really drawn to it. Yeah. I remember you coming to me and saying, hey, you know, some of their stuff costs money, but I think we should just splurge and get it because mm-hmm. I it really... Was it was ten dollars. It was ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, for three teachings. Uh huh. Um, so, uh, so you went on their website and you mm-hmm. saw this teaching. Yeah. And w- do you remember what you thought or? Well, at first I was like, I'm not sure I want to pay the money, but I did like he, you can sign up for the emails. Yeah. And then they kind of gave like um, emails once every few days or a week or something. And then after a few emails, I was like, yes, I definitely need to get that. And I kind of always knew I needed it. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like it's a fresh take. I've read, um, some books on boundaries and actually, um, and, and the title of the series is called boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. Oh, did I not say that no. before? Oh, um, I read some books on boundaries in the past. Um, and I've done a lot of research and work on it, but I felt like he had a fresh perspective and he also had a ministry perspective yeah. and a church perspective that hadn't really, um, come up yet for me. And so it, I thought it was really good. And, you know, the Lord um, sort of used you to influence me to listen to it. I, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm weird. I get kind of, I'm like, I don't want to listen to other people. But half the time, the things that I need to listen to, I need to listen to them. You know, and, and I remember Ellie was listening to it. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll think. She asked me to listen to it. I was like, I'll think about it. And then she was doing dishes, and she lost her Bluetooth or something. And so she was listening to the teaching while we were doing dishes and he was telling a story and it really, it got me intrigued. I was like, I need to listen to this. <laughs> and so and I, then you accused me of tricking you into listening, well, which I wasn't cause I really didn't think from my had. perspective. Well, I my, really promise I know, you I was I know, not trying. I, believe like, I don't you. think you have issues. I or. believe you. But from my perspective, I thought, Hmm, she just happened to be listening no. to it while I was in the same room, hoping I would want to listen to it as well. But then I talked to you about that, and you kind of got upset with me. So yeah. I that proved to me that that was not your motivation. And so I decided that it must have been God's motivation because um, I, I turned around and listened to it, what, about a week later after you? I can't remember. And I think I got more into it than you did. I think so. <laughs> I think um, so. But it's the kind of thing I can listen to multiple times because yeah. – I feel like it's such a big, it's a big growth for me to yeah. put boundaries into people's lives. Or and we'll I put, mean, it, put yeah. boundaries in my relationships. And we'll make say. sure we put a link to their iTunes, whatever. The, to, yeah, to download it. To download it, to buy it and download it for yourself. We're not going to give the full teaching ourselves. No, it took him, there's no way we could do it that. It took him three sessions that were 45 minutes each. Mm-hmm. But what did you, what are some points you would like to share that really touched your heart? Well, for me, when I was listening to it, the first thing that struck me was, um, you know, how few boundaries I've put up in my life. I thought I was okay with boundaries. That's why I was kind of poo-pooing listening to it. 
But I realized that a lot of my life, things that I did throughout my life was to either prove myself or to get or, or to have somebody validate me. Right. Um, you know, I remember when I was in high school and I would tell people that I'm going to be used in ministry. God's going to use me. And some people would just roll their eyes at me or, what? you know, they, I was probably talking a big talk, Uh-oh. you know, I, how I can be sometimes yes, you can. being prideful when I don't mean to be prideful or bragging when I don't mean to be bragging or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, I was a senior in high school. I was fresh back from the revival. I was excited. I was like, I'm going to shake the nations. And, um, and they're like, yeah, whatever. And so I think something inside of me is like, I'm going to prove them wrong. Hmm. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And so as a result, I allowed them without even them knowing it, they don't know that this happened, but I've allowed, I allowed them to to influence my decisions and sort of get into my boundaries. I've, I I allowed them into my boundaries, into my head. And so I started doing things to get people to validate me, like saying, yes, you are called to ministry. Yes, this is mm-hmm. what you're, yes. And, and so it, it went from that to, other, to I went to school at Brownsville. I remember I was at Brownsville and I was hoping that Steve Hill would notice me and say, you're called to ministry. You know, right. I was wanting validation from people. And as I'm listening to this, I realized that I, I was allowing, I was worshiping other people's validation rather than worshiping God. And God, mm-hmm. and, and when I allow Jesus into my, he, in, in their teaching, he calls it hula hoops. You know, those things that you swing with your waist around. Yeah, get, but he's trying to say that that's, that's like a boundary your around, your, around your person. That around your heart, around your person. Yeah, it represents yeah. like your thoughts, your feelings, yes. your um, responsibilities. Yes. And so um, I realized that I need to do things to to be validated by God rather than be validated by men. What do you mean by that? Like seek his validation because he, he does approve of me. He does love right. me. I am his child. I am his son. Right. He thi- he is proud of me mm-hmm. and that needs to be enough. And I wasn't letting that be enough. Yeah. I was wanting that praise from people as well, which is unhealthy. And I think the reason that the, there's a part in there where he's talking about how he, he always can tell when there's somebody that's trying to suck life from him. Mm. And those are those people that are trying to find validation in other people. In other people, so they're trying to get that, their that need yes. met, that need that need that's supposed to be met by God by other people. Yes, and that's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it opened my eyes, and actually, it made me, made me not, not so much not care what other people think about me, because I think you should care what other people about other people and their thoughts and mm-hmm. their feelings. Be considerate. Be considerate, but not. I don't need people in my life to say you're like, for example, last Wednesday after I got done preaching, because I had said to God, God, I don't need other people to tell me I did a good job. People were telling me I did a good job. It really, it meant, it meant something to me, but mm-hmm. didn't mean nearly as much as it used to. Right. Cause or I didn't matter as much. Matter didn't matter as much. It meant mm-hmm. probably just much, but didn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody could think I did a horrible job, but if God's proud of me and if, if I know that I worked hard on it and I did him proud, mm-hmm. that's all that really matters. I can really relate to this in a different way. I wasn't necessarily looking for validation in my calling, but more of a people pleasing type, yeah. um, issue where I, I don't know that I would bend over backwards for people, but 
I would kind of make my decisions based on if this would please that other person to an extreme way, I think. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't actually ever consider my, what God might be telling me first. I maybe considered more of what they're thinking and feeling. Yes. Yeah. Which in my work as a social worker and a therapist, you know, that's something that you have to practice is knowing and, and kind of interpreting other people's thoughts and feelings. So constantly doing that, it really gets in my head to the point where I'm not making choices based off of what God's telling me to do, but more making choices based off of other people's needs because I'm just so eager to please. Yeah. But I think that eager to please is coming from a place of not really understanding my true value and my... um and how much God loves me, which I'm, yeah, I'm been, God's really been working on me with. And I think there's been a lot of improvement over the past year, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Was there anything else that spoke to you through this that teaching? That's mainly, what about you? I really enjoyed the part where he talked about how, um, you know, when you learn how to use your boundaries or live within your boundaries correctly, um, your yeses will literally mean yes, and your noes will literally mean no. Yeah, I think he said you can't really have a true yes if you're not allowed to say no. Yeah, he said that multiple times. Which it makes a lot of sense. And I realize, you know, a lot of times I would, you know, in, with my in my work or anywhere else, I would say yes when I shouldn't have said yes. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, yeah, I can do that when I really can't do. Yeah, but what what drove you? You think to say yes, even if you because couldn't do it? Because I wanted their approval. I didn't like want, you didn't have the ability to do it, or whatever. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I needed to be the servant, and I needed to make sure that I served them in all things, even if I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Where, in fact, I was probably hurting my credibility. Yeah. By saying yes to things that I really can't do. Yeah, it's not necessarily. Being honest with them. Yeah. And so, like, for example, and I don't think Pastor and Sherry will mind me sharing this. Recently, I after this teaching, they asked me to do something that was outside of my skill set. It was like a technological yeah, issue. it was like something on on Photoshop or something that I don't know how that to do. That you didn't do. know. Yeah, you didn't know what to do. And instead of saying yes, like I normally would have done, and then been frustrated while I was trying to do it because I don't and know. And maybe even not been able to do it. Not do it or not do it good at all. Mm-hmm. It would look really horrible. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> Faking, and, you know, being fake nice. And, you know, trying to be sincere because they know I tried, but really right. thinking, this what is was, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of that, I, I said, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's outside of my skill set. But I'll try to find a way to get it. Sorry, I'll try to find a way to get it done. And And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, so it, was, it went over a lot it went over, better than yeah. you thought it would. And it made me look more credible because mm-hmm. I was honest with them about what I could could or couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And then they saw that I can all but what I can do is I can find I could I could administ- do the administrative side of it and just connect with people connect that can with people. Yeah. can do it. Figure out how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um and and to get it done and and find resources for our church that could probably help out in that area mm-hmm. better than me. And so I think it's hard sometimes to be honest with yourself when, say, somebody invites you to the movies or whatever, yeah. and maybe you don't really want to go, mm-hmm. and 
you feel like you should go because, you know, whoever invited you, you know, you want them to be happy, but you don't really want to go. And it's hard to really be honest with yourself and just be like, I don't want to go. Yeah. This is going to be something that we journey with, but I think I've, I think I just dove right in head or head, head first. I Mm -hmm. was like, I, I need to do this. Yeah. I thought I had good boundaries and I realized I had horrible boundaries. Mm -hmm. I, I would say yes to things I should have said no to. And there's times I said no to things I should have probably said yes to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to, um, I need to learn to do the things that, you know, there's going to be times you're going to have to say yes to things that you don't really want to do, but then you're going to be happy you did it. Alan told a really good story, and I'm not going to repeat his own story, but he told a really good story about something like that when they were in another country and how they said yes to staying to a service when they really want to get home to the hotel and then what happened in their lives. You know, that's happened in my life too. Like where I was like, I really don't want to go. To, I don't even, I can't I don't remember the specifics, but there's been times you're like, come on, Matt, I think you're really good if you go to this. I was like, I don't really want to go. I should have, I was like, I should put my foot down, but I ended up going and I ended up enjoying it mm-hmm. and I'm happy I went. Yeah. So there's going to be times you're going, but it's not going to be every time. And I think there's only specific people that you should give in to that. <laughs> it's hard to know when to say yes and when to say no, yeah. when you're not wanting to do it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's been a few times where I said yes when I was wanting to say no, but my reason why I want to say no is because I was just being selfish mm-hmm. and there was really no good reason why I wasn't going to go. But if there's a, I mean, so it, it's going to be case by case pro- situation. Yeah, and he gives tips on how gives, to yeah. figure that out. He gives so. tips on that. He gives tips on how to handle in-laws, how to handle your spouse, how to handle employers. Your employers. Um, um, trying to think what else. Just any relationship. Yeah. Ministry. Ministry. Um, church goers, if you're a pastor. Personal relationships with, with just individual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I really liked is that we're, as pastors, we're not responsible for healing people. And getting into their hula hoop and healing them, we're responsible for bringing Jesus, bringing them to Jesus, and getting them to invite Jesus mm-hmm. into their hula hoop to heal them. And something that I'm working on is, um, you know, not everybody's inviting me into their hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I tend to maybe think about jumping in and fixing a problem or yeah. giving advice when it wasn't asked for. So a, I'm yeah. going to hold back from that, and it really saves a lot of energy for me. And that's that. That's it for me, too. Uh, there's been times I've been, I've been like, this isn't fair. I paid my dues. I did this for that person, but now they're not doing it back for me. Well, do you know what? I said yes to them. They don't need to say yes to me. Mm-hmm. That's their hula hoop. That's their call. Yeah, and he really encouraged um, people to be easy to say no to. Yeah. Which I really feel like we try to do. We try to do with and our b- leaders, but we're gonna be more intentional on doing that. Mm-hmm. I think so. Be real easy to say no to because I think it'll really um, create an atmosphere that people will want to stick around too. Yeah. So. So. All right. Well, we're gonna put a, a note up there for our, in our show notes. Now, I'm not sure, but I think this might be one of our last podcasts for a while. Boo. We're we're having a rough time. Um, getting together uh we we see each other all the time me and ellie but finding 20 to 30 minutes to put aside to actually record the podcast and then to actually produce it and put it up on the online um so we're going to just maybe take a little bit of a break for a little while and sort of rethink things try to figure things out i've really enjoyed doing them i do too and if you've enjoyed listening to these podcasts 
please send us a note and let us yes. know. We really need to hear from you because we're trying to pray. We're inviting you into our hula hoop yeah. to tell us that we're doing a good job. Yeah, well, we need to know because we're trying to pray yes. and decide if this is how we should be using our time. Yeah. So. So I may, and I'm playing with the idea, this isn't a promise out there, so don't hold me to it, but I'm praying about an idea of just doing a shorter five to seven minute podcast just by myself okay. at work, um, you know, on something I'm studying or whatnot, mm-hmm. but um, we'll see how that works okay. out. Um, but listen, if you've enjoyed listening to us and you've listened to this, to twenty minute 25 of this podcast right now, and you were like, no. Please don't stop. Send Please us let message. us know. Please Go to eaglesviewchurch.com. Just click on contact us. That'll come straight to us. Yes. And we'll get that information. All right. Well, Ellie, do you want to pray to close us sure. out? Sure. Lord, thank you so much that you have poured yourself into us and that you are enough, Lord, and that we don't need to be reaching into other people's hula hoops because you've got everything we need. And Lord, I pray that you would bless people and that they would... Um, get wisdom from you on how to handle certain situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.